Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Joe Renee Feeler, and I'm very happy that you're here. We are just coming back from the Zion Retreat, and a lot of amazing information came through, and I can tell we're definitely in a theme, and what came through at the Zion Retreat teased us up very nicely for today in terms of having an even clearer understanding of really what we are doing since we've talked in the last three podcasts, which I think somebody coined the trilogy series um, or the trilogy. Uh, what we're doing now is now that we know what isn't happening, let's talk more about what actually is happening literally on the planet and what we're going through and kind of where we're headed. And it fits perfectly with the Zion recordings, um, which will be available soon. Okay. So, uh, somebody, I can see somebody's recording and I'm trying to stop it for them. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, I encourage you to just take a couple nice deep breaths here, relax your body. Okay. And just imagine that there is this sort of like a cord, you could think of it as a portal or a tunnel, that you are the outcome of that portal, okay? And the other end of that portal is your eternal self, you could look at it as source creator God, that you are one with in the all that is, and that we are in this weird dark age trying to feel the most connected to as possible. And I love to start with identity who and what you are identified in the context of you as a whole and complete being of light, even if it doesn't feel that way in a reality like Earth, okay? Nice job, all right. Okay, good, <laughs> there, there you are, <laughs> that's the real you. Okay, a <sighs> couple more deep, deep breaths here. And you may even want to imagine that, that as the end of the portal, that what's at the other sort of end is literally just full light, it's a stream of light like your inner sun, and that the outcome of you can be this vibrant, uh, bright, alive, um, animated, <laughs> joyful, um, or serious, depending on your personality, version of truth and light and love and compassion, grace. We all have different sort of uh, components of our makeup and what makes us feel alive and purposeful and that will be individual and should be individual to each and every one of us as our individual ones okay nice job all right so from here for those for anyone that's new here i just want to give a, a, a sliver of an option for how to consider me um, i'm sort of like a near-death experiencer that what i'm offering you is um based on a connection that i have with source creator god uh, and it offers me access to uh, perspectives and truths and even cosmology in this reality that I don't understand as fully as human Jill. Um, a version of me from as recently as 12 years ago would have thought this was absolutely, utterly ridiculous. As a thinking and fairly, I would say decently intelligent in individual, um, this is just as much of a, as a surprise to me as it probably is a surprise to you. But, um, what if this type of information, um, this type of connection has been embodied before, is available now, and it literally is to help us through this weird tunnel of the dark age, 
bringing our light, um, our sense of sovereignty, our sense of personal authority uh, with us through the start gauge. Okay, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Okay, anyway, so what if <laughs> may open up your mind and your heart to a completely different uh, way of experiencing, not just yourself, but this whole reality. Um, upgrades, 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 upgrades. Okay, because there's, and I think even those that are very skeptical um, would probably agree that there is so much here than meets the eye, and there's far more available to us in our humanness than our five human senses, okay? There we go. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a stretch of credibility, right? Okay, let's keep going there. All right, so uh, what are we going to share today? I don't have notes. I don't prepare um, um, a message. I'm not reading from a script or anything like that. So I actually don't know as human Jill what's going to be coming through either. And I love what we've been sharing, particularly recently. So I'm excited today too. All right. Okay. We're going to pick up from where we left off a few podcasts ago. I think it was number 191 or 192, where Frederick Douglass actually came through and was talking about how what we're doing right now is akin to um, an underground railroad. And Steve Jobs, ironically, uh, came through in the Zion retreat that we're, that we're just, I just got home from a couple days ago. He came through giving an even better explanation, actually in a mini reading for me, after the mini readings, about, and that's, let's just start right there. So those of you that acquire the recordings will have it too, but let me just give a, a, a snapshot version of it. What, yeah, Steve's like, how about I say it? Okay. Oh, all right. A group like this tends to be looking for an explanation of what is going on in general and how you can sort of plug yourself into it. So in general, one way to look at what's going on is that you are building a tunnel through the dark age for your light. For the purposes of a group like this, any group like this meaning most anyone that would be listening or come watching something like this, has a pattern of wanting to create something new and not repeat old patterns and, and in other words, not repeating a golden age. So it does make sense that you would incarnate um, in other words, create a human version of you as your team within a dark age so that you can sort of seed that preceding dark age in order to create um, a completely different and even more expanded golden age, what we call with Jill the platinum age, um, to come. But it's not here yet, and, and you're not almost there either, but, but nevertheless, it is, it is what it is, sort of like a... Um, a tree who's dormant in the winter, right? The, it's still alive in there. <laughs> There's still life and, and cellular biology taking place and all those things, but on the outside, it, it can look very dormant. Um, there's nothing dormant about it, though, in terms of a conscious being connected with an eternal soul that has a purpose and a pre-wiring for installing light within the dark age through itself, okay? And that's why uh, Senior Douglas uh, 
offered the example or the comparison that he did of the Underground Railroad because a lot of you feel like you are under the cover of night. There's um, it may, maybe even some secrecy and some uh, protection of identities and things like that that you feel more comfortable in, um, like a covert operation, but something that is very much for, for the good of all of humanity um, because that's who you are. You are here for the good of all of humanity. It is not for selfish reasons. In some ways, it is, uh, it is with some degree of sacrifice that each of you, in your human expression, are feeling um, very much like an outsider, very much like you don't fit in, and wanting to be connected to the truth of what is going on. And that's what we are um, very devotedly um, helping you with over the past three podcasts and with the Zion Retreat and then adding on to it even more here, okay? So this preoccupation that has been coming up with a minority of you regarding like when an enlightening is supposed to happen or when the next golden age is coming about, it's an, it's an interesting situation energetically because it's it makes it seem as if it's not worth doing if it's not about to happen, as if as if your eternal self would only invest a human incarnation into the process if you got to see the benefits of it. And I know you quite differently as your eternal self. Um, I, I, I know you as a being that, that can operate quite well outside of the time-space continuum as your eternal self. And I completely understand that within the human construct that there can be uh, tremendous uh, misunderstandings and confusion and and prioritization of things that from your eternal self perspective don't matter so much, okay? The point that you are in this process of creating this tunnel of light is so much about authenticity because at the beyond the time-space continuum version of you as your eternal self that's this carefully sort of plotting in order to have this platinum age in the previous dark age we need a significant uh, increase in the amount of light that's held within humanity than is normal for a dark age, right? So let's just look at it practically. In another um, phase of this dark age, you've had uh, multiple Buddhas, you've had Yeshua, you've had, hang on, you've had other bringers of light that were quite uh, devoted and dedicated, but they were also um, quite isolated and recognized as like the one on the planet. The, the concept that so many of you are actually here now in human body suits, flooding the planet with your version of light through your one, each of you as ones, is, is a fantastic process. The, the disconnect that, that we and, and that we were wanting Jill to share publicly for quite a while and she wasn't comfortable sharing it for, for very good reasons and the timing didn't feel right. Anyway, so she wasn't as clear about it as she has been in recent weeks. It's this idea that, um, hang on, let's go back in deeper. Okay, give us a moment, please. Okay. Okay. 
there were some storylines within this tunnel of light that were off um, in terms of mainly expectations and um, placement along the time-space continuum within the age. The idea that with this amount of light that you'd have on the planet that it would suddenly wake up everybody was was a misunderstanding and we we were also cautious with Jill about the sensitivity about that topic, knowing that some feel uh, maybe more fragile, more delicate in their light, and and uh, sort of under the under the um, premise that if humanity wasn't about to wake up, then there would be no purpose in incarnating. Uh, thank goodness Yeshua did not feel that way. He knew that humanity was not about to wake up. He was a light in a dark age, and he knew that. Um, that doesn't make it any less important. In fact, in many ways, it makes it more important, more special, and yes, a difficult job. But it is by design that you're here in the timeline that you are. And the Dark Ages, I mean, they're not, uh, that's, that's not something small. That's something extremely um, challenging. And to have a human bodysuit amidst a Dark Age is, is not a comfortable process. To be a bringer of light where your conscious awareness of that level of, of pain, suffering, and separation is, is for some of you even more daunting and, um, and there are good reasons why you're very protective of, uh, of what you think about and your truths and things like, things like that. Now, many of you that are celebrating this, uh, this latest sort of um, uh, calling of the horn, you know, uh, 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 blowing of the horn of, of the truth of, of this sort of movement um, of creating these these tunnels of light through this dark age for an even better um, enlightenment age at, at the other sort of end of this within the time-space continuum uh, tells should tell you a lot about you in terms of how your light is structured within your reality, how much uh, truth not only you can handle, but how many lies you you won't put up with, right? You tend to be a very specific group of individuals that are extremely, extremely strong, um, and I would even say brave, in your light. <coughs> so, cheers to all of you. All of you. <laughs> and the individual, uh, individuated versions of light that you are. <sighs> okay, <laughs> so there is purpose uh, to what is happening right here um, in the time-space continuum, in the dark age, in the way that there are so many of you that are so beautifully your light at this time, and your authenticity and desire to have uh, the truth of the matter, and letting that actually um, brighten your light versus um, put out your light. Okay, very good. Alrighty. So, uh, next part here. Okay, so where do we go from here? Um, the, there's, there's not one right answer there, but... Um, thank you, Isis. Okay. There's only so far you can go with without the truth of your light and without the, the 
the big picture truth about what is going on and sort of where you're headed and, and why you're here in the context of what Steve just, just shared. Um, okay, so where do you go from here? How about brighter? How about lighter? How about wiser? How about truer? How about stronger? How about more stable in the love and the light that you are? How about with more savviness? How about less gullibility? How about increased discernment? How about increased uh, rationality about everything related to your, um, your sometimes seemingly mundane lives, whether it's finances, household, personal responsibility, um, emotional maturity, all of those things have uh, play a role in literally how comfortable and how um, responsible, responding to your abilities you feel in your humanness. This is a is a wonderful match for me as Isis, as as Jill also cares about these things, which is one of the reasons we're able to share a message like this through her. Um, you are a container. You, as your humanist, are a container for your eternal light. The container that you have is temporary, related to your mortality as a human. And it can be uh, created and sustained and supported in multiple ways, and that very much um, is based on your personal preferences, your uh, your style, right, and way way of preferring how to be you in your life. You have more authority over that than you realize, and the more individuated that you can allow yourself in your human experience, the more you can make choices that may sort of go against uh, the pack of enlightenment and consciousness, uh, fellow bringers of light. There is there's a lot of um, consistency and homogeneity within the enlightenment and consciousness communities and that, that is typical in a golden or excuse me in a dark age uh, because there is a there's a sense of uh, commonality and a sense of well it worked for somebody so it may work for me too or we all think this way, everybody knows sorts of ideas. In a golden age, um, or an enlightenment age, or what we're calling the platinum age, uh, which is a really exciting opportunity and plan going forward, there's so much, uh, there's so much variety. There's very few people that are actually doing it the same way, and it's so wonderful. Um, there are some focused on this, and some focused on that, and some eating this way, and some eating another way. Um, there's so much individuality and there's so much uh, respect and honor and knowingness that, that, that even in our humanness we are eternally light, even if um, we can't experience it as fully given the human bodysuit, the layers of physical matter that operate um, energetically very differently than our pure light-based energy as our eternal selves. So there's this variety is something that you as uh, as builders of this uh, this pathway or tunnel of light within the dark age you may want to experiment more with your individual tastes and preferences and uh, celebrate that more and literally making your own choices and possibly celebrating more often the variety of in contrast of you from the others your fellow bringers of light uh, there's a, as you know, a, a very common approach of uh, judging each other, and it's it's not that we're anti-judging. Judging is is another form of having an opinion, and there's isn't necessarily anything uh, doesn't it doesn't automatically mean there's something wrong with that. Um, I, as Isis, am actually incredibly opinionated and quite judgy uh, by your current standards. 
and I'm known for, <laughs> I'm known for that actually. <laughs> okay, so um, this notion of judging each other as well, you're not a bringer of light because you do it this way, or they're not bringers of light because they do it that way. Uh, it's really interesting that in a dark age, those that have the most in common in terms of goals and overall objectives, that, that there would be this sort of uh, tribal sort of infighting. Um, and it, it happens not just in enlightenment communities, it happens in all forms really of communities and even families as another example. It's, it's a very strange dynamic um, in the dark age, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you don't have to play those rules. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to play you that way. You can decide at any time to truly upgrade your viewpoint of who and what you are in a whole and complete way, such that you are less um, emotionally charged by how others are doing themselves their way. Um, you can be less threatened by that. You can feel less uh, charged or less uh, inflamed. Uh, by how somebody else is, is being themselves. Well, the other layer of this is your boundaries. And uh, some of you are very comfortable with no boundaries and you take whatever comes your way and you're fine with all of it. You really roll with it in a very different way. And some of you are a very complex form of light, some more sensitive, some just more picky. And in those cases, I, I have boundaries around myself as ISIS, even in the Enlightenment age. It allows, it gives me more space to be and consider and create from my sense of my one. Okay, one, I keep, I keep doing this in terms of like a, a, a ball uh, supporting the, the, the sphere of light that I, that I know each one of you, of me, of, of at that time, um, in my time, uh, as, as Goddess Isis to be. So in a dark age, <laughs> I can't imagine for myself as Isis not having like a, a good amount of fencing <laughs> boundaries around sort of behavior that I'll tolerate and, and condone and accept for myself. I'm not trying to tell other people what to do. And, um, but anyway, there's just, it, it's, very <laughs> it's very complex in a dark age, mainly because you have this huge, wide, huge, wide range of consciousness from extreme unconsciousness to uh, extreme consciousness, and you're all there together. So it's a wide, wide range of, of energy and, and a, an ever-changing mix of kind of who's, who's operating from what uh, range of it. Okay, not, not points on the range, range of the range, range on the spectrum, okay? <sighs> yeah, very good, okay. So I'm encouraging you to take more authority and more uh, personal responsibility, which is just responding to your abilities, of your one, okay, your you, and what you want that to mean. And where you're not liking the results that you're getting in, in your current time, that you shake things up, that you really explore, uh, again, responsibly, and with discernment, and maybe even some human research or intuitive sleuthing, about what changes and um, adjustments, attunements you really want to make to consider how else to be you. You're not nearly as set in stone as you think you are. And there are many ways that your, your reality can be used to inspire the, the inner creator energy and feeling more empowerment over who and, who and what you want to be and um, doing what you can to, to set that in motion. 
Um, this isn't about finding your purpose as much as creating your purpose as, as you define it. And rather than letting other people interpret for you who and what you are, you being very discerning about whether you like or don't like what you're hearing, um, whether it's an intuitive reading or we talked about astrology charts quite a bit in podcast number 193. So this, this notion that, that those are just, uh, it's, like, it's like the perfect executive or leader. They get, they get briefs and memos and research summaries on things, and then they get to decide. That's, that's how I would encourage you to, to be your one more often, is that you are deciding in many ways every day kind of who, you, who and what you are in your reality. And there are many things that you can't control, but there are far more things that you can control. And uh, using those uh, for, for the purpose of creation, of, of your you. Okay. Now, one thing that we pointed out at the Zion Retreat, and I, I do want to include it here in case some of you don't, don't experience the recordings, and that's this option that, that many of you have gone through so many iterations and metamorphic transitions of who and what you are, even as, even as your one and your present incarnation. It's like you wouldn't even recognize yourself from 12 years ago or 22 years ago, some of you 12 days ago. That's, that's, a, that's really evidence for you of just how much transformation really is available to you, by you, for you, from you, as along with, you know, alongside your eternal self with your human self. So rather than waiting for some sort of external prompt or a green light to do that, you can create a green light system within yourself even for what feels the most exciting to you. Now, it worked really well for me, and I definitely taught this quite a bit in the mystery schools. Be practical given the age that you're in. Um, having a good plan with um, a high degree of responsiveness of, of whether that's, <laughs> that plan ends up working or not working, that's, that's so much up to you in terms of how you allow yourself to identify yourself, yourself to morph and adjust and change and, and um, yeah, attune. <laughs> There's so many gears available to you in your life. And I, I love to see you really playfully exploring all those things, even if it's something you've never done before. You really won't know how well <laughs> or even how badly it can go until you actually do, until you actually do create like a test pilot version um, of you in, in some situation or try something new, do something new, while not upsetting a system that is working as you, okay? And now we're going to get really pragmatic because this has come up in previous messages, but I care about it here. You're in a time where you have bills and, and there are finances and economics to consider. It, I There have been many instances of it um, not going well. When a, a bringer of light feels like their light will feed them, like their their services based on a light-based energy will will pay the bills, etc. There's a there's a level of pragmatism that can benefit you greatly in in the dark age that you're in. Okay, so this option of of you being very practical while being <laughs> wildly, you know, creative in terms of the different layers you add on to yourself. 
those very creative layers that are that are even more uh, connected to the the conscious and and super conscious light that you are. They can sit right alongside these super pragmatic layers of you as a, a banker or a sales clerk or a landscape artist. I mean, they don't they don't have to be either or. And uh, you don't need to dedicate your life in service of light. You are a service of light by being human. So if you like the comforts <laughs> of bills that are paid and income that's coming in, then we're not judging you for that. We're, um, I, as Isis, am actually applauding you for your, your practicality in a dark age. Okay, very good. <sighs> Alrighty. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <sighs> There's a really exciting option here, and that's that you trust your light, your eternal light more, you celebrate your, your humanity more and more, and that that gives you more access to the grace and the compassion and the, even the discernment and possibly even the wisdom of, of resources that assists you in being your light even brighter. That's what, that's everything we are about with our work with Jill, is how much light can can your humanness hold in your reality. And it's very exciting to to partner with you, each of you that are that are listening and, and uh, feeling connected to a message like this. It's very excited for, for me as Isis to partner with you and be alongside you shoulder to shoulder through Jill in the way that you are uh, pushing the envelope and really stretching the boundary of how much truth you can take, <laughs> how much how much truth you can handle, in order to be more authentically the eternal light that you are. Okay, it makes that tunnel, that tunnel building, the the tunnel of light through the Stark Age, it makes it wider, it makes it brighter, it makes it more comfortable, um, it makes it more pragmatic and sturdy and strong, and all of those things matter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So does that feel complete for now? Yeah, that was a lot. Okay. I know we used to have a question in the chat room because I saw it come through. Um, hi, Connie. She's saying, Isis refers to the Enlightenment Age. Help me understand. We are in a dark age and she is in an Enlightenment Age. Can you clarify what this means? Does it even matter? One question. Okay. I'm going to let Isis answer this. Um, when you're at your eternal self, you're beyond the time-space continuum, so you're, you're beyond an age, and you have sort of like an eagle-eye, omnipresent view of all of the ages and where you are, and that's true of your eternal self, too. That's why, as, as a group like this has expanded their consciousness so much, we can actually speak to you in, a, in an extremely masterful, honoring way, um, treating you literally as the master that you are and helping you, your consciousness further expand to have an awareness that you are more than the age that you're in 
and that there's a part of you that recognizes all of the ages and all of the possibilities and all of the, the um, scenarios currently underway and that every time you sort of tinker with your current age, you have a, an effect of some sort on, on the, lin the time space, the linear uh, effect of your quote-unquote future, okay? So the future is not preset. And as we shared at the, the Zion retreat, there are many instances of galactic time travel where you, a lot of you <laughs> actually have done research and homework on the, the, if you will, from your vantage point of being in linear time, right? Your coming enlightenment age and adjustments that you want to make to it to, to make it fresh and new and different. You're not imposing anything on anyone. It's within your right and your sovereignty to tinker with a future age based on having a human counterpart in the, in the preceding um, era. Okay. <coughs> okay. Um, and Connie, uh, this is Jill. I do recommend that you, you may want to consider <laughs> getting the science recordings because it does talk more about the ages and what that is and God, my God, where they started off with literally the night, the first night's message on Wednesday night. Um, with the age and spokes across the, the wheel of the, the big cycles, which is, I'm still, I still need to listen multiple times to let it simmer all in because the perspective of it is, is, uh, it's very, it's a wonderful platform for our light here and going forward. Mm. She said, I'm, I'm excited to get that info. I'm excited for you to have that info. Okay, very good. All right, any other questions or comments that you guys have in the in the live chat? Just type them in there, and then I'll go to some announcements. Um, I love getting together with you guys, and the Zion retreat was so fun. Um, it was very playful. We found some hidden treasures, um, some petroglyphs, um, and I think they're also called pictographs, pictographs, drawings. Um, anyway, just amazing. Um, that was super fun. <laughs> so when I create the Zion retreat for next time, I'll definitely add a day. Now that we know of this other super special spot that we want to do in our adventures of hiking and being out in nature. Um, I, yeah, I think many of us agreed like we need another day. Another day would be good. It felt too short, um, which is a good, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good sign, right? So we're going to add another day when we do it next year, and I don't have the dates yet. Okay, but I do have some dates um, for something else. <laughs> My team just said, do you remember them? Not really. <laughs> okay. Um, there we go. Okay. We have a weekend workshop that I put together. I've been feeling led to do it over the past couple weeks, and then I finally got the details all together yesterday. So I'm hosting a weekend workshop um, actually in Boise, Idaho, USA, where I live. And it's uh, Saturday, April 27th of 2019 and Sunday, April 28th, um, 2019. And I would love for you to join. Um, I'm keeping the, the spots to, I think I have it at, uh, anyway, a 60 or less, I think is what I have. And that feels really good. So it will be a weekend of channeled uh, messages. By April, I feel like we'll, we'll have sort of settled into some of the, the newer uh, vibrational elements that were, that were sort of feel new and maybe different right now. And we'll be ready for another, <laughs> we'll be ready for another, another new uh, by that time. So the timing feels really good. And Boise is fairly easy to get to. Um, 
and the sign up so far. I'm very excited <laughs> for those of you that have signed up already. I can't wait to see some of you again and to meet some of you in person for the first time. So that feels wonderful. All right, let me go back here to the chat room. Okay, hi Suzanne. We missed you with the Zion Retreat Sister. She's saying thank you, Jill, for today's message and all the previous ones over the last couple months building up to this one. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. And clarifying that question. Uh, good to be back with you live. And I love uh, the theme and focus for your new weekend workshop for April. Sounds wonderful. Um, kiss, hug, and intimate. Glad you already have signups. I missed you. I miss you too, Suzanne. And I do hope to meet you in person at some point. Okay, hi, Chris. He's saying thank you, Jill and team. Please try to add enough time <laughs> for the next Zion trip to get to Bryce Canyon. I don't know if you can still hike down into the canyon, but if so, it would be an amazing place for transmissions and celebration. Oh, thank you for the tip, Chris. Yeah, yeah, uh, Suzanne is saying it looked beautiful. Pictures, awesome. Yeah, it's funny, speaking of pictures, I didn't take as many pictures this time. I don't know what that was about, but um, I was definitely, I want to say busy, uh, energetically sort of holding space for the, the interesting messages that are coming forward. And um, yeah, it's really good. By the way, you guys, thank you so much for your support. I. Oh, I'm so glad that we are really digging in to the, the like nitty gritty deeper truths of what's going on. It feels so good and I so appreciate the amazing encouraging messages, um, emails, comments, etc. that I've received from you guys. It means so much to me and thank you so much. Um, not everybody likes <laughs> these, these new twists and turns and I can totally appreciate why. And I'm very dedicated to truth. And, um, and yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, very good. Hi, Dolores. She's saying, hi, sister. I love you. We'll sign up for a weekend event for Boise, Idaho. Oh, I'm so happy to hear it, Dolores. Thank you for your nudge uh, when Dolores was at the Zion retreat. And she said, I had mentioned that I may do an event in Boise or something. Or maybe you asked Dolores. And, and I was like, well, I don't have the details yet. And I, I did sort of feel your feel your smile and you're, you're cheering me on to, to like get it booked um, so that people can plan accordingly. So thank you, Dolores. I can't wait to see you again. Okay, Suzanne says, I'm glad you were making audios from the Zion Retreat to share also. Oh, me too. It, it, there's six hours, you guys. Literally, it's like five hours and 59 minutes of um, once I stripped out the 30 minutes of mini readings that were for, were for the, the participants. And then I left my mini reading in because it, it, it <laughs> it's so sort of illuminated the bigger picture uh, for maybe the work of all of us, I don't know. But anyway, so it's um, just a minute under six hours and I'm having this weird technical glitch. I'll just uh, play with it here because it's so odd. So the version that I sent to the participants, because you know obviously it's included in what they bought for the retreat. When I send them the recording, uh, the there's a hundred megabyte limit to the file size I can upload to instant teleseminar, which is how I share the audio replay. Okay, I took out the mini readings. I took out 30 minutes from the public version that I'm sharing for offer for all of you. The file size went up by like double. So instead of like a 90 megabyte file, it's like a 160 megabyte file. And literally that makes no sense. So I'm looking at the input media and I'm like, oh, why is it too big? How is it too big? 
So it makes no sense to me, <laughs> but somehow it's happening. Um, maybe we added more energy to it. I don't know, but clearly I have to kind of, uh, uh, jigger a little bit more with the, uh, uh, yeah, I got to re-rig it in terms of the audio files. And instead of two, uh, uh, replay uh, files, it may be three replay files, which again does not make sense, but it is what it is, and I'm devoted to getting it to you guys. It is actually available already on my website, part one, and then the part two may become a part two A and part two B, uh, depending on this file size issue, but um, you can actually already purchase it right now, and then I'll uh, upload the, the part two, and possibly if there's a part three, um, probably within a couple hours. So you can actually already get started on that, but don't leave me yet. <laughs> okay. Hi, Lisa. She's saying I'm new to your work service, Jill. It is making such a difference in my life and I'm forever grateful for your transmissions and guidance. They are so needed now and I'm in open reception to receive and integrate. Much love to you. Oh, Lisa, <laughs> I love you. Oh, thank you. So honored to be alongside you. Beautiful sister. Yeah, wonderful. I hope I get to meet you in person at some point, too. By the way, uh, speaking of getting together in person, I'm receiving such... It's just so fun after an event and after the France trip in particular. Some of those that did that trip were newer uh, to my work. They just met me within the last 12 months. And one of them has said multiple times in the in her emails to that to that group saying, I still can't believe like how well we got along. That's That's... That's more the norm, um, not for every single person that's ever been on one of my events, but you guys are an amazing group, you really are. And the sense of compatibility energetically is so is so beautiful. So to those that, I mean, two of the individuals that were at the um, Zion retreat went to France with me two years ago, they went to Egypt with, with me um, in February, and they were at the Zion retreat. So. So there's, it's very normal that there's a sense of, I can't believe we just, like this group, I, you know, I can't believe I just met you like three days ago and it feels like we've known each other forever. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I can't believe it either, but it, it is how we work. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. Okay. That might be it, you guys, unless somebody else has something else they want to share. I don't know why I did my thing here today. Oh, I know why. Can you guys see that? Well, you can't, those of you that are live, but we've got the cutest squirrels ever. I hope that that you can see it. And then my chair blocked him or her most of the time. I'll do better next time <laughs> in terms of where I placed my chair, but I wanted to have the window behind. The leaves are falling. It's so gorgeous and this beautiful little squirrels eating his squirrel food that we put out. I know some of you are probably not in support of my feeding, <laughs> my feeding of the squirrels. I don't feed the deer, um, but the squirrels are so cute and they don't bother Samson at all. He's just been laying there. He just watches them. He's not bothered. So that's fun. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think that's it for now. Thank you so much, you guys. I love you and I will see you next week. Bye-bye for now. Okay.